Platforms like Google, Facebook and Amazon are increasingly a kind of infrastructural underlay for private life and public culture. We live in techno-cultural habitats, tethered via smartphones to digital networks, databases and their algorithmic power. Our lives, bodies and expressions becoming increasingly sensible to machines. These platforms are historically distinctive as media institutions because rather than produce original content, they produce platforms that engineer connectivity. The critical thing to observe in this shift is media moving its apparatus of power from the work of representing the social world to the work of experimenting with lived experience. The aim of media platform is not just to narrate human life, but rather to incorporate life within its technical processes. This is a unique event in media history. Institutions that invest not in the production of stories, but in the sensory and calculative capacities of the medium itself. At the heart of this process is not so much the effort to connect people or to enable people to express themselves, as the spin from the techno-libertarian capitalist platform owners would have us believe, but rather, at the heart of these platforms is the effort to iron out the bottlenecks between lived experience and the calculative power of digital media. If we could distill the Silicon Valley project down to one wicked problem, it is how to build a seamless interface between the neural activity of the brain and the digital processing power of computers. If we look at algorithmic and machine learning, augmented reality and biotechnologies, they all point us in the direction of making the neural activity of the brain what we experience as life, narratives, consciousness, moods, problem-solving vision, aesthetic and moral judgments, a kind of non-human information. What are the forces driving this project? The ideology of computer engineers and Silicon Valley might suggest liberation, of somehow liberating the human consciousness from the confines of the living body, from the limits of biology itself, and perhaps even from the material structures that govern human experience on this planet, politics, economics, and violence. But this libertarian techno-human ideology obscures the basic political economy of Silicon Valley. These processes are driven by massive inflows of capital, and that capital comes because governments and marketers see these technologies as instruments for exerting control over life itself. Of course, in some important ways we should see the media engineering taking place at Google, Facebook, Amazon and so on as the extension of hundreds of years of humans experimenting with the development of tools that capture, store, transmit and process data especially from the 19th century onwards, with the development of technical media like telegraph, phonographs and cameras, we have been engaged in an industrial process of extending human expressions and senses in time and space. And from the 20th century, media technologies have been at the heart of the exercise of power in our societies. First, they were industrial machines that shaped how mass populations understood the world they lived in, and then, as the 20th century went on, media became computational. From the mid-20th century, engineers began to imagine media computational machines that could control living processes through their capacity to capture, store, and process data. This ushers in a profound cultural change. Media become technologies less organised around using narrative to construct a shared social situation, and more focused on using data to experiment with reality and living populations. Within this media system, 
Participation is not only the expression of particular ideas, but more generally the making available of the living body to experiments. Media platforms do not enable political parties, news organisations and brands to somehow make more sophisticated ideological appeals. Platforms seem to take us into a media culture that functions beyond the ideological. Media no longer just distribute symbols that humans process in their brains. They increasingly sense, affect and engineer our moods and our sense of reality. They can sense and shape the neural activity in our brain, and in time they dream of becoming coextensive with the organic composition of our bodies. This system does not depend on persuading individual actors with meanings as much as it aims to observe and calibrate actions. It depends less on exerting control at the symbolic level and more on governing the infrastructure that turns life into data. With the advent of the media platform, we find ourselves not asking just how media shape our symbolic worlds, but how they sense and affect our moods, bodies and experience of reality. To contend with this, we need to think about media as a techno-cultural system, one that does not only involve humans addressing other humans, but humans and data processing machines addressing one another. As we attach media devices to our bodies, in addition to whatever symbolic ideas we express, we also produce troves of data that train machines. We make ourselves available as living participants in their ongoing experiments. A critical account of the engineering projects and data processing power of media platforms has, I suggest, three starting points. Firstly, the politics of the user interface. How does everyday user engagement with a media platform generate data that trains the algorithms which increasingly broker who speaks and who is heard and how reality is experienced? Secondly, the politics of the database. How do media platforms broker which institutions and groups get to access the database? If the first concern attends to the perennial public interest question of who gets to speak, then this concern attends to the new public interest question of who gets to experiment. And thirdly, the politics of engineering hardware. How do we understand the relationship between media and public life in a historical moment where the capacity of media to intervene in reality goes beyond the symbolic? In particular, what will be the public interest questions generated by artificial intelligence and augmented reality? These technologies will take the dominant logic of media beyond the symbolic to the simulated. Media devices will automatically process data that overlays our lived experience with sensory simulations. Media are becoming not so much a representation of the world, but an augmented lens on the world, customised to our preferences, mood, social status and location. The critical political issue then, for those of us interested in how media act as infrastructure for human life, is how to account for the presence and action of media technologies as non-human actors in public culture and human habitats. <laughs>